Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Hi everyone, Pastor Jeff Woodward here from Metro Church. It's such a joy to be with you again for this series that we call Grow. And I know that every single one of us wants to grow. I know that every one of us, when you're born again, there's just something that becomes a divine hunger in your life. Uh, I heard it described once as being satisfied with a dissatisfied satisfaction. And I know what that feels like, to feel like no matter how much I've learned, no matter how much God has done, it seems like there's always still more that we can learn. And so our prayer for this teaching series is that it'll spark not just knowledge for you, won't just be about information, but that it will spark a hunger inside of you so that you will be able to go on the journey of really letting God become more in your life and in your world. A big thank you to every single one of you that continues to sow and to invest into the kingdom of God. Uh, I never take for granted the fact that there's so many faithful people in Metro who are faithful in their tithes and faithful in their giving. I know that every single one of them have discovered the great blessings that come along with being generous in the things of God. I believe that a generous life is one of the greatest ways you can live life in every way. And I recommend it most highly to you. Don't forget, because there's so much great stuff coming up. Faith, Hope and Love next Sunday night is going to be special again. And uh, we're zeroing in again on the family, but not just uh, our nuclear family, as it's called, our, our personal immediate family, but on the wider family of the body of Christ and the people in our world that God wants us to reach. I know it's going to be special. Don't forget, of course, there's the Kids Craft Club as well, and then dinner to follow if you want to stay for that. I would strongly encourage you to come and immerse yourself. Matter of fact, given the topic we're talking about here, I would make a priority out of faith, hope and love, because I find for me it's the place of prayer where I grow most and where I uncover most and get to put into practice uh, the things of learning about the realm of the Spirit. And then, of course, the Sunday after that, the 8th of May, it's Mother's Day everywhere. Uh, here at Metro, many, many years ago, we changed it to celebrate Women Day because we wanted to honour all the women, whether you're a mum or not. And uh, it's going to be a great day, a great day of celebrating. And I'd love you to come, bring your guests. And uh, as lots of you are now, and uh, we would look forward to that. Uh, again, my guests for, well, I, I kind of say guests, but they're not really guests because they've been friends and they've been fellow workers and they've been fellow soldiers, as Paul writes mm, about indeed. for so many years. And I love the fact that the, this couple have just never wavered, carried a great spirit of honouring God and Honouring the kingdom, I really think that that is so important, not just my role, my ministry, my brand of any kind, but saying I'm here for the things of God. And yeah. So Pastor Michael, Pastor Dr. <laughs> Michael Battersby, and Pastor Almost Master's <laughs> Degree, Linda Battersby. Great to have you back with us for yeah. Grow. Yes. Uh, welcome. We're, I heard such great things, such feedback from our last from time part together. Part one. Yeah. Part one, yeah. It was really, really good. And so uh, thank you for coming to join with us. I know this is going to be special because we want you to lean into this and just, oh, I think it's going to be the kind of thing where 
many people are going to listen to it and be a part of it, not just once, but many times and mm. let the mm. spirit of revelation really Absolutely. wash over you. Because I think that what we're talking about is not just doctrinal theology. It's not just a kind of like, okay, there's some facts I need to know, mm, no. but it's an understanding about how do I walk with God? Mm. I'm, I'm so looking forward to this because I think it's going to unlock some of God's realm, if you like, for many yeah. of us. So I want to pray, first of all, before we get into this. Shall we do that? Yep. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are the author of all of this. Lord, you never designed or desired that we would live a small life boundary just by a few clear doctrines, but you want to walk with us. You want to do amazing things for us, for sure, but you also want to do amazing things through us. And so, God, I pray not just that we will get something out of this, but, Lord, that you will get something out of us because of this session that we're in together. I pray, Holy Spirit, would you help us? We could never just out of our own intellect. We could never uncover enough of this. We need your light to go on in our life. We need you to help us understand what, the way you work. We want you to help us and strengthen us. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Let me just start with both of you because I, I, I think that one of the greatest myths that locks people out is feeling like somehow or other, you know, that there's this, it's the old clergy and lady idea, right. you know, that if you're on the platform, well, then you need certain attributes or, or there's a life with God for you that's different to everybody else. Yeah. Uh, or that somehow or other the gifts of the Spirit only operate in a church service. But I know, Linda, you were saying to me just before we got started here how for you oftentimes the Lord is speaking to you about people that are in your circle uh, and you're able to bring a word of encouragement. I know people that have told me that you've done that with them. Um, and so, and that wasn't, there's no, Michael's not, I'm assuming Michael's. <laughs> I'm not on the keyboard. I follow her around wherever she goes, her little portable keyboard. There's the anointing. There it is, bring the word of the Lord. Yeah, no. but you know, the weird thing is that some people feel like if I'm in the shopping center or, huh. you know, if I'm in, in my work. workplace mm. or whatever else, well, you know, that wouldn't happen. Tell us a bit about what that has yeah. looked like for you with, you know, God speaking to you about someone who you just happen to know has got a need or whatever. Today at work, someone just came into your office and unloaded, didn't they? Someone came into my, exactly, someone came into my office today and they've got marital situations, big, big issues actually. And just in speaking to them, I felt like God gave me a couple of keys for them, which really helped them. And it's not that I'm so great or I'm so wonderful, but like, I think God wants to speak to us. God wants to help us. So if we've just got ears to hear, yeah. God will definitely use us because yeah. he's interested in everybody. So many people feel though, like I've had people say to me, I never hear God. I never hear God's voice. And I often say to them, I think you probably do. You just don't know what you're listening for or what mm. he sounds like. Mm. Um, what do you, well, how do you respond to that when someone says that? This is people who have started a relationship with God yeah, and they yeah, say, yeah. Uh, that's impossible because you, you couldn't have been saved mm. without hearing that call from the God. That, that yeah. sense of, I need God and, I, and what he's done for me is beautiful and I need to respond. That is hearing the It's an inner thing, is it though, Michael? It's like, yeah, it's not you know, salvation isn't a convincing of the intellect 
of the veracity of Christ's no. death and resurrection. It's the Holy Spirit in that moment. You've, you know what this is mm. like. You've preached and you've done this. this where you, what you're praying for is that someone will know. And it's ever yeah. so quiet, isn't yes, it? But correct. this is me. Yeah. And it's the same kind of thing, isn't it? Is, is that the way you both feel like God speaks to you? There's this, like, I just, yeah. I kind of yeah. know. Yeah. When there's, a no, when there's a knowing for me and I feel like I ha have something for someone, I have an insight into someone's world or even something that I need to do that I feel like God has opened up before me, I actually feel this rush of almost an emotional excitement because right. I just know I'm not that clever. I couldn't have orchestrated this. Do you, know, do you think though as well, because when I hear that, uh, most people equate no with certainty. And I'd say oftentimes, yeah, so you're shaking your head because I'm going, I, I get that. I don't, I'm not saying, I'm not invalidating what you've just said. I'm just saying, I always feel like I think I'm right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, sure. If you're, if you're stepping out and you're saying, Lord, I want you to speak to me and lead to me for this person, then you have to trust that what you receive from God, when you ask a question, he's not going to give you, you know, he's not going to just shut up. He's Linda's favorite verse, Luke 11, 13. Well, I didn't want to take her favorite verse because that's her favorite verse. But basically it's the problem is we always second guess the very first thought we get, which I believe when we ask God for something, that first yeah. thought is usually God, but we want to analyze and go, but, oh, but it could happen. You can talk yourself out of we it. We absolutely do. Yeah, we talk yeah, ourselves yeah. out of it. That's what Peter was always really good at. It's like, I want to go, I want to step out of the boat. No, but what about this? That? <laughs> and that's, and so what Peter's first instinct was, was right. Yeah, right. Lord, if you say it, I'll do it. And we do it, we step out. And then we go, hang on, what if I make a mistake here? We look around at the wind and the waves. What if people start laughing at me? What if I'm wrong? What if I, before we know it, we talk ourselves out of what have God wants to Have you ever been wrong? Uh, I'm sure I have, but I think people are often too polite to actually sort of say, uh, uh, yeah, I haven't got any big, big, I, big I've claims. been wrong. I've been well, way wrong. that's good because it means you're stepping out of the boat. Sure. It's good. It means uh, you're stepping I, I think every time I come to pray for someone or give them a word, I feel nervous. And yeah, right. I think every time I wonder, yeah. Is this me or this is is this God? But I've just got to trust God. So how do you say it in a way though, Linda? Because we've probably all seen people who are they are confident beyond their reality, if that makes sense. Mm. You know, they're more confident than they ought to yeah, be. Deluded is the word. <laughs> well maybe not deluded, it's a bit strong. Well intentioned deluded. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we've all seen people who go about declaring, you know, thus saith the Lord, and you go, You probably shouldn't start there. Mm. You probably ought to start with I think the Lord might be saying, and I've heard you do that with people. Yeah. I, th I think, I think, I sense, I feel. I yeah, see. right. I see. Yeah. I well, it makes it a safe language. place for you to step out, and for the person hearing it to feel like they can judge it. Yes. And that's an important thing for people yeah. to do, isn't yeah. it? I feel like you stepped straight, you straight, you stepped into next week's uh, episode because it's the good, it's the good juicy stuff. But the bottom line of all of what we're talking about here is, is what's God's, what's most important to God is, of course, He wants to have a relationship with us, and He wants to heal people that are in our world. So if your motivation is to love and to bring God's hope and peace mm. and answers to someone, yeah. you'll do it with the right spirit. You'll do it with wisdom. You'll do it with graciousness. You won't do it bombastically to prove something or to impress people or to, you know, it's, that's the wrong spirit. You don't understand God's heart for this person. There's always mercy and restoration. And, and I never started at that anyway. I, I started at, let me pray for you. Yeah, right. And mm. then I'd pray for them and then suddenly I'd- But even that's a level mm. of boldness, Linda, isn't Correct. it? That yes. for some people would seem a huge jump to actually yes. say to someone, can I pray Correct. for you? you know? Yeah. But 
you, you have to start somewhere and mm. that's an easy place because I don't think I have ever, and it's true, I've never asked someone, can I pray for them? And I've, they have never said no yet. Yeah, right. Non-Christian, Christian. They yep. always will yep. receive prayer. Yeah. They'll say yes. yes. They'll always say yes. So where did you get the, because so you're an introvert, you're quiet, you don't need to make a, a big uh, scene when you come into a situation. So to actually step out and go, look, I'm going to open my mouth, I'm going to ask that question. How, how did you get to that? place of confidence did you practice praying in general um like public settings like you know everyone's taking their turn to pray or did you actually take the person off by just one one-on-one -on -one? how did you get that confidence to start to pray out loud Gee, that's a good question I, I don't actually know the answer but i think i think a good a good time is to do it in your own devotional time pray out loud mm. like there, it. just getting used to it, praying scripture even, yeah. praying stuff that you already know. Praying for the I, person without the person yes. even being there, I practicing mean, without them there. I mean, when I was learning to move in the spirit, that's what I used to do. Mm. I'd, I'd pick a person mm. and I'd, I'd record <laughs> myself even. even wow. and God, Even to this day, I still pastor great. that kind of way and going, yeah. you know, like I rang someone yesterday and I said, look, you've just been on my heart the last couple of days. Oh, wow, thank you so much. And the number of times that turns out to be a significant mm. phone call, not because you prophesy something deep and great, but because God actually was in the arranging of that. And yeah. it comes back to that. Beautiful. I think the thing you said a, a couple of minutes ago, if you have the right posture, mm. if you have the right motive, I yeah. want to be a blessing. Because mm. I think too, too often we look at all that happens and go, God, oh, you you want to bless me, and I'm really ready for it. And yes, make me a multimillionaire and give me the person of my dreams. It's going to be amazing. And God goes, well, actually, I might do some of that yeah. stuff, but what I really want to do is to go through you. Correct. To help I need you else. to be this. Two yeah. two things on that. First of all, some of the mo the the most profound words I've given people, I've thought this is useless <laughs> i want to i want to read them i want to tell them their middle name and it will be something like just trust me wow. and i'm thinking i don't want to say this yeah, god because this yeah. is this is nothing yeah. and it's yes because wow. it's god it's just been profound and so life-changing for wow. them and I've forgotten my uh, second thing. What was my second thing? Read my mind. But <laughs> I was butt in. Well, the okay, butt in. Well, my, my, I think you saying that reminded me of a time when I just had nothing for this person in front of me. I just normally you start praying the prayer of faith. In other words, just you're praying that God's will, which is always to bless, to increase, and to encourage. That's what actually God is. He can't help but be positive. He's not like, mm, I'm not sure if God's got anything for you today. He's always got something. He's always wanting to heal and bless. But you're focus within that could be in the area of stepping out and actually trusting him for something new or just to relax and receive his peace but this person in front of me i had nothing couldn't get just okay lord uh, what and i had the worst word hug this is pre-covid by the way hug <laughs> and it was a big gentleman big guy um and i just i just gave him a big hug like i thought this is it feels a bit strange and i was just just hugging this guy and this guy latched on to me and he wouldn't let go and it was like for about five minutes i don't think i've told you this no, just just and it was like i think there was a story in his past where his 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 wife or his father had been a big rejection he just he just needed to feel the, wow. the love of, of god and so he held it so that was the best prayer i ever prayed was i didn't pray at all so there you go Did you remember your no, second I point yet? i, I remember i forgot it i think i think coming back to it because we don't want to we don't want to make it as, sound as though, you know, this is some competition to see who's the most right. spiritual, you know, no. and sometimes we can feel like, 
I don't want anyone to know that I don't know. Whereas you've been in this church long enough that you've heard me so many times. I don't know. Because <laughs> uh, I think not knowing is actually just fine. Paul in Acts yeah. 16, the, it says he essayed to go into Bithynia and the Spirit suffered him not. So then they decided just to keep on going and then the, the Holy Spirit shut the door there. And mm. So here mm. you've got the mighty Apostle Paul who gets communion directly given to him by Jesus himself when he's caught up into heaven. Mm. And, and yet in this moment, He's got no direction, no leading, no guidance. And I go, it's not like you're getting God to be your, you know, we're not Googling God, mm. uh, you know. Or a genie, a genie in the bottle. Yeah, kind thing. of stuff. So, but the Bible does promise uh, that, you know, in, in John 10, Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. Yeah. And I think that knowing doesn't just mean they hear everything I'm saying, but they know that it's me speaking to them. And then in Romans 8, we're told those that are the sons or daughters of God are led by the Spirit. And I think there's a lot of factors play into what you've just been talking about of not being able to hear, uh, you know, going, I don't know. Sometimes you don't know because God doesn't want you to know. And, and mm, sometimes when sure. I don't hear, it's because I, th I think anyway, God either is saying to that person, go do what I told you last or go be a Christian. Yeah, right. Go just live your life, yeah. and when the time is right, I'll speak to you. Yeah. I don't. I don't think God always wants to talk about talk to, about it. Sometimes I'll have someone come to me and say, "I want prayer. I want. I want a prophetic word about X." Yeah. And, and another another prophetic word yes. about X. Another and quite often, I'll just say when I'm asking God, I'll say, "God, what do you want to say to this person?" Mm. And quite often, it's not about the area that they want to hear about because. Yeah. God knows what they need much better than what we than we do. It's so same for all of us, though, too, isn't it, Linda, in that, you know, twice we're told in the New Testament the just shall live by faith. Uh, and I think God, God isn't, is, God's not my answer man to take away my need for faith. Mm, You're always right. going to need to walk with God right. in a spirit of faith. That means... Uh, a proactive spirit that means a trusting spirit that means a positive spirit a hopeful spirit mm. you're always going to have to walk with god with that mm. and god is not because like you're saying some people are wanting god to tell them you know what dress to buy what mm. you know car to get what you know what route to take on their journey to wherever and we're not talking about that kind of stuff we're talking about allowing the holy spirit to say what he mm. wants to say when he wants to say it. Yeah. Mm. But can I ask you as well, because you guys have been Christians long enough to have known times when you feel desperately like you need an answer from God, but, and I'll use these words deliberately, you can't hear anything. Mm. You know, in 1 Samuel mm. 30, David and his men come back yeah. to their home base of Ziklag, yeah. it's burned with fire and all their families have been taken away. And the Bible specifically says that Every man wept until he had no more power to weep. And David was one of those. Mm. Um, you know, and then the, the men, David's followers, start going, it's your fault, let's kill David. Hmm. And then I, verse 6 says, but David strengthened or encouraged himself in the Lord his God. The next verse he calls for Abiathar the priest. Yeah. says, bring me the ephod, the priestly garment, which was in the Old Testament their symbol of, I'm coming close to the God who speaks. And so, but I find it so significant that David never asked in the midst of his emotional turmoil. Mm. And I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I've been in places where 
the pressure's so great, mm. the confusion's so strong yeah. that when you say, God, what should I do? There's a million things going yeah. on and then you're more confused than you were at the start. Yeah. Because now instead of, you know, what you were saying before, you know, it's just, I just know. You go, no, now I'm confused. Yeah. yeah. And so I think in those places, you've got to stop a little bit yeah. and allow the Holy Spirit to... Well, well the way you put it, uh, I think in the pre pre-conversation uh, was about uh, creating a landing strip yeah like we can uh, a posture of our heart is a great place to be able to, not that god can't god can move amongst the greatest storm mm. um even For obviously sure. he needs he needs our faith because that's he said look i mm. i need you to believe because that's how i work that's how i operate um but sometimes we don't you know we don't have it and that, and that man that need that miracle said lord I, I believe it helped my unbelief and so god just looking for that an ounce of belief just that, yeah. that 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 connection with him but if our soul is so stirred up and our mind is bombarded and there's different opinions flying around then i believe we have to create that posture and that's what jesus said in the, in the, so how in do the you wilderness do that? okay well in the wilderness um he, he said jesus said um, man cannot live by bread alone mm -hmm. by every word so in other words the sustenance you're looking for the thing you're looking for in, in the form of bread, in other words, answers, the people to agree with you, your job to come through. You actually can't live by that. You actually need the word of God. And I think that's, I look at my spiritual life, if I'm feeling faint or I'm feeling confused, I'm feeling discouraged, I, first thing I ask myself is, and I'm gonna get very practical here, is how much time have I been spent on Facebook versus in the word of God? <laughs> and I'm not talking about the word of God, like we'll oh, do a big, deep, deep, um, deep study series or somehow you know, search the scriptures for the depth of answers for this. I'm talking about literally open up and I opened up in Leviticus the other day. I'm reading Leviticus. It's like, you know, they also take the seventh ram and you know, ram it down. Someone's, you know, it's just, it's just pretty gru gruesome. But you know what? Every, every part of scripture is, is God breathed and is profitable for the, for the soul of man, for us to follow the things of God. So I build my faith up by just getting into the word of God, God's story, God's nature, who God is. And then from there I go, ah, it clears, it clears the deck your, and I can actually start to hear. You're getting yourself out of the realm of your emotions. Correct, the flesh and the emotions. And you're getting yourself into not a place of nothingness, but you're getting yourself into a place of just going, it's okay, God's here. Because I think when you get into that place, mm. that's when God can speak. And I'm, right? I'm the same, definitely. But I will, I will go and pray. But I won't pray about the situation. Good. I'll actually just almost push that aside and wow. just forget about it. Find God, and you find God first. I'll find God. And Does that sometimes take time? It can do, yes. Mm. But what, like, days or weeks? Or how, what's then that process of getting that, into that place again? How long does it, it take you to get it, back to it? It can take a few days, yeah. okay. but it's, it's just, I know- Faith's I funny, isn't it? Mm. Faith's not a formula and it's not even just a mental gymnastics you know, I choose to believe. I believe that faith involves a choice. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think that faith is just a no, choice. As though somehow or other it's a switch and you flick it on and, and no. the light comes on. There's this thing of you as a spiritual being, you as a child of God, walking with God so that you get to be able to hear him. But mm. it's the same as I think. A child with a tantrum, you know, I've <laughs> had a few <laughs> kids and grandkids and, you know, when the child's having a tantrum, and you're both in, in school, kids having yeah. a tantrum, first thing you'll do is get their attention. Because mm. otherwise you can say everything you want to say and it's just going, yeah. Yeah. So you go, <laughs> I know with um, one of my children, you had to first of all say, look at me, look at me. And get them. Yeah, but yeah, but no, no. 
just calm down, now look at me. And when I got that, they could hear what I had to say. And I think that's a very simple example, but God is able to say anything so much more eloquently and more complicated than any of us have the capacity to hear. Mm. Yep. The problem isn't God's end. It's not that God doesn't want to speak, it's that we haven't learned how to hear Absolutely. or how to quiet and all the... Uh, you know, the noise that's around about it. It's a bit like, yeah. you know, if you're standing next to a, a jet airliner mm. trying to have a conversation, there'll be no communication. Yeah, I think, I think a good, uh, good point, I think you might, have, you might have raised it in one of your thoughts, Jeff, is that if you want to find out uh, or hear the voice of God, ask, ask someone to, to, uh, if they'd like to be pray, uh, prayed for, like someone that you feel like just want to pray for them, because God is always wanting to use you to encourage someone. That's such a good point, because so often we get in, stuck in our little world. Yeah, correct. But the Bible says in Proverbs 11, it says, uh, he that refreshes or she correct. that refreshes others will themselves also be refreshed. And yeah. sometimes like what you're saying, if you are in a place where you go, yeah, but I need it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think the book of, Peter, book of Peter says, pray for one another that you may be healed. So make sure when you're praying, the act of praying for people, God actually is able to get quiet in your heart, put you in a place of faith and you receive and the other areas in the area of money. Um, you know, I ask God, whenever God talks to me about money or giving, I always resist, it's, you know, it's like get that feeling, of, oh, get away from the devil. I'm not giving that. And just recently I felt God just say, you need to give away something. It was very important to me. It was a um, big part of my security and my professionalism as a, as a musician. And, and God said, you need to, not, not, I'm worried that somehow Michael, your heart's been, your affection's been taken to a bad place and you're relying on that. But it's just like, why don't you just trust me for something even greater? And, I, and, I, and when I did that, and I gave it to the person, I could just feel the, the sense of the warmth of the, of the heart, of the pleasure of a, of a proud father. I thought, oh, God, that's so worth it. And so that, though, he, you know, that longing for that voice. But how long have you been a Christian? Oh, yeah. Forever. 40, 45 so years. So it seems to me that you never graduate oh, from no. any of this stuff. You never get to the point where you go, you know what? I don't need faith anymore. <laughs> I don't need to give anymore. I don't need to serve anymore. I have now arrived. Mm. And it doesn't seem to me, because that's happened to me mm. lots of times, and I go, oh, God, <laughs> <laughs> do I have to? I, I was generous last week. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> and, 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 but it's kind of funny with that, because, you know, you find that our flesh, that is our human nature, yeah. the part of us that has lived without God, mm. never entirely no, disappears. it keeps jumping off the cross. Yeah, totally. You've got you to yeah. nail it, but the, but the problem is, you can't, and once, you got, once you've nailed one hand to the cross, you've got nothing to nail yeah, the other yeah. hand. That's why God gives you a, a marriage partner. <laughs> it's interesting also that God, God we all Thank have you for our, letting that go right yeah, past. Yeah, that, that went yeah. right past. We all have our areas. So, so giving something away would be nothing, not nothing for me, but that wouldn't really bug me. But, but I don't know, other areas, maybe even having to pray, healing is something that I don't feel like I've really delved into or seen a lot of God move. So when it comes to something like if God told me to go and he pray for the healing or something, then I would if definitely- You're not as confident to do nowhere that? Nowhere near, no. But isn't it true though that, I was saying to someone just today, you know, we worry too much about being wrong. Mm. Or, or maybe it's that the wrong people worry about it. Uh, you know, because- Fear is, is I always killer. go, you know what, the, what's the worst that can happen if I pray for you and the answer doesn't come? And I don't mean this in any sense as though the person's need is unimportant. It's, it's often mm. hugely important. 
However, if I don't pray, then there'll be no answer. We're not God. So I might as well pray. Well, that, but when we're, we're not God. We can only give what we've got, what's yeah. in our hand, that's and that's all we can do and be obedient. But, but so, we pray, yeah. let me, so we pray and we give what we have, and then it's up to God. It's marvellous how your obedience, because mm. I think that's the crux of what you're both talking about here now. You, know, you with the giving and you with the healing, is you're going, God, this isn't my confident space mm. but i'm going to obey you and i'm going to trust you mm. and i think there's a lot of things that i know for me i can't help but think about a girl i was speaking at a at a children's camp years and years ago it was and there was this one girl there who was the troublemaker she was the kid that got sent home from every camp for right. you know doing stuff she should do. Right? Well, and i'll never forget i'm speaking i still remember where i was and I said to her, please stand up. Well, she stood up like this. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. That's her whole body. Yeah. Roll the eyes. And I said, you know, I see you behind a wall. And I see that, you know, everyone's looking at you. And they think here's this tough and this hard exterior. And God sees the soft heart you have toward him. And as I'm saying it, in my head, I'm going, mm. you are so wrong. <laughs> this is the dumbest thing you've ever done. And I'm thinking like all this stuff in my head. Mm. That girl, that that moment turned around. Yeah, now, right. her and her husband end up pastoring a church in Tasmania. Oh, wow. And I'm going... <laughs> like nobody ever would have thought that would happen but it it wasn't about my you know wow <laughs> it wasn't about that it was about being obedient and that's that's where i would encourage everybody that's a part of this not to go not so silly but just to go god i want to be obedient to you you know i want god I don't even mind if God asks me something I don't want to do because I'd rather be led by God into somewhere difficult. Just like you were talking before about Jesus led of the Spirit up into the wilderness. You go, you, you know, yeah. you've just been baptized. Yeah. Your ministry's just been launched. Think about it. You know, it's the one place where the, the Trinity's all there. The Son's in the water. The Father speaks from heaven. The Holy Spirit's down yeah. like a dove. You've got yeah. them all in one place. Out the bush. <clears throat> and then Jesus goes out of the wilderness. You're going like, hello, no, I think I'm supposed to go and reach all these people and do all this amazing stuff. And instead of that, the Holy Spirit leads him mm. into a place where there's nobody. He's yeah. not praying for him. There's nowhere to preach to. Yeah. But I think that's the key to all this is saying, like, again, coming back to what you were saying before about if you've got the right motive and the right posture. Yeah. Mm. yeah. God, I want to be obedient. Can't go wrong. Got to do stuff. I think the uh, the clergy laity thing coming back again. People feel like, well, am I that sort of person that God might use me in my workplace or with my family, with my husband, with my kids, to wow. be a voice for Him? And it's it's literally like you know, God is no respecter of persons. All you know, the gifts of the Spirit, the the, the power of the anointing of God, the the Word of God, which won't return void if we believe mm. it, we we act on it, we speak it out. We've got to get rid of that thing of the. You know the, the the precious ones on the stage or the the ones who've been to bible college the whole all that is almost like the you can see the enemy going yes you know mm. but uh did did god say did god say that you could yeah, do it yeah. god loves the whole world but he doesn't really like you i think that's probably a lot of people's story so i think um 
putting aside people's personalities, I think we've all got to come to a place of faith where we, we actually died in terms of we die to our own sense of what we think we should be able to do and not do, because that's pride, to think mm. that we're different, that God couldn't use me, and actually go, that's Lord, I humble point. myself, good point. and I allow you to actually use me. And, yeah. and on to that as well, I think people would probably look at you, Jeff, or someone on the stage and think, it has to be like that, mm. and realising that we're all different, and yeah, we're totally. all, all different expressions, different mm. journeys. Well, it says Di that in First Corinthians, doesn't it? Yeah. It says, yeah, there are many manifestations, but the same Lord. Yeah. So there are many administrations, but the same spirit. Yeah. So exactly. yeah, so so realizing that God's going to use you and your personality and your mm. experience or, or lack of or whatever it might be, and that's okay. We're not all meant to be little Jeff Woodwards. <laughs> we're supposed to be <laughs> little little Christ ones. Oof. So that's okay. Yeah. Don't be looking. Don't have some sort of picture because we're all different, and that's okay. I think okay. the other thing, Linda, is what you've both been talking about more, perhaps, so you is that your feelings of uh, inadequacy or I don't know enough, I, you know, I'm not experienced enough, those things aren't the measure that God's using. Mm. Mm. It seems to me that God's a lot more willing to move mm. than we are mm. to trust him. You know, you know that he's, if, if you're available, Yes. Oh, yeah. He's able. Look at the disciples. Look yes. at the people Jesus picked to, to, to start yes, the church with him. Yeah. You know, and Peter, of course, the you know the biggest fool of all. It gives me it gives me hope. I think <laughs> I talk, talk about foot and mouth disease. I think this guy he put a whole boat into his mouth, <laughs> and he just changed oars to you know he took his opened his mouth to change oars. It's like, yeah, right. but but God God saw something in him that was willing to to actually choose God above man, like be a God pleaser versus a man pleaser. And that's where the fear of man, uh, as you've, you've, you know, you've had that word. And having a hunger having a snare, as well. Hunger for God. Hunger for God. Having a, desiring Him and continual growth and a growth mindset to yeah. say, oh, I do want to press into your word. I think people, I'm not saying that people, you have to go to Bible college, but I think if we don't keep pressing into the word and say, Lord, if this, if this word, this Bible, I'm glad you brought my, I didn't bring my, I didn't fit in my. Um, but if this, this really is your story, this your character, your heart, then Lord, I've got to spend more time in it. Just um, it sounds really basic, doesn't it, on a growth series to say, let's read our Bible more people. But I think that's the, a lot of the problem. We think uh, we're too sophisticated for that. It's too old school. I think the other thing, Michael, is that what, again, you're alluding to there, but you're talking about a growth mindset. A growth mindset is irrelevant unless the basis is there that this is a journey. Right. It's and a so to a journey. we don't stop growing in Christ. Mm -hmm. no. You, no. you never arrive you know, like that amazing verse in Luke, is it Luke 1 verse 80? And that Jesus grew and in wisdom and mm. in stature. And this always amazed me. And in favor with God and man, I go, really? <laughs> wow. So Jesus, it wasn't like here's the baby and he's got the yeah, whole package. Yeah. He's Just growing in all of these things. And so we want to grow as well, which is why we call this series Grow. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure that all of us, and again, I want to circle back to that thing where we talked about being humble, mm. the fact that none of us are infallible and not having the language that puts God's imprimatur or God's seal of approval as though we are the oracle of God rather mm. than going, you know what? I might be wrong. Mm. The scripture tells yeah. us, you know, let the prophets prophesy and let the others judge. It's the only spiritual gift we're told yes. to judge. Yeah. So yeah. when you come at it like that, you don't come with a, I'm telling you what you ought to no, do. No. Can I ask you, Linda, on, on the spot, this one here a bit, um, what are your no-go areas for giving someone a word? What are the things you go, you know what, I'm never going to tell them that, 
because that's become directive rather than corrective. Definitely who to marry, who not to marry, <laughs> leaving a job, um, any major decisions really that are directive, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. So I, I have prayed for people and felt things like they should be, uh, maybe I've actually prayed for someone and felt like they should marry someone, but I would never tell them. I don't think that's the job of the New Testament in uh, prophet or whatever to, to give that sort of direction. I think the Holy Spirit should speak to them and through good, wise counsel, etc., and peace. Peace is a huge one. Yeah. Peace, peace is what should guide you. Yeah. yeah, in your heart. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Well, Colossians says that, doesn't it? You, you know, let the peace of God rule. Colossians three fifteen. Let the peace of God rule in the world. Word in the Greek means to umpire. Yeah. Uh, you know. Can yeah. I ask you then, Michael, about because I think that's a great point. Something that's telling other people where they ought to go, who they ought to be in relationship with. But the other mm. thing is time. You know, when time, we time. start going and in one month oh okay uh yeah. you know and you go gee uh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah i know that i know that but why do they why would they do that I mean, well, they, sometimes they, 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 we want to encourage someone and we fit with maybe you know three days pops into our head and whatever well yeah. you know that's what they want i just think you've got to be very careful you can say this is what god's is wanting to tell you and encourage you with yeah but what chapter what chapter you're prophesying into totally. sorry i know this question is for you but i've seen this so much that i've had prophetic words that i thought mm. oh, that's going to happen in the next year and 15 years later it might not it might have happened or it's about to happen hey, so, abraham and sarah you know, yeah. you know you're going to have a child who goes okay after 24 years he's going and yeah. like when yes, but i am improving darling <laughs> <laughs> she's been praying for me she thought it happened in a year but 15. um there's also also we got the, back there the time, yeah the we time, caught up with you <laughs> the timing thing i think um if I can put it very, very simply, there's the three levels of, of prophecy. There's the there's a motivational gift of prophecy talked about in Romans, where you basically you're sensing there's there's something coming from God to to bring wisdom and edification to someone. And some people are really good at that. They have that gift of exhortation, and they 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 can intuit things and they sense things, and it comes out in the way they live their life. It's almost like they seem to always know what's sort of going on. They have that real sense of what God might be saying, but it's like it's to motivate others. Then there's actually the spiritual gift of prophecy, which is designed to uh, edify comfort and actually that's where you'd actually that's probably the level you're talking about where you say like I really see God he's, he's building you up and he's going to maybe ask you to lay some things aside so he can put new solid more solid foundation stones so perhaps some of those stones can be arranged don't be um, frightened about what God might be doing at the moment but he's, he's laying this is probably someone needs to hear this God's laying a new foundation because the one you've had is not going to build the thing he wants to build so just trust him take your hands off and watch him move those right things into place so that's sort of it's it's encouraging, it's edifying, literally it's talking about building something, but it's not directive. And then you've got the office of a prophet, which is one of the gifts um, that God gave um, not through, through the Son, through Jesus. He said, I'm going to put gifts in the church to help make my church, my bride ready to equip the saints. And that's where people would come and actually probably say, you know, Jeff, I'm sensing that you're going to, God, God's going to take you to start a movement over here and do this and blah, 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 you know, the big, big picture stuff. That's more the office of a prophet. So there's the three levels, motivational, which we can all do, spiritual gift of prophecy to really bring that encouragement, edification via the Holy Spirit's leading, um, which we can do as we, as we believe by faith that we have that gift of the Holy Spirit and receive that. And then the office of the prophet, which is generally recognized by, by ministry and through a call of God in your life. I snuck in a bit of Bible college. <laughs> I just think that it's when you make it as simple as if God is my father, 
than the father, you know, I'm a dad and I want to lead my children. What good I things. don't want to run their life. I really don't. Oh, right, yeah. I don't want to okay. run their life, but I want to guide them. Yeah. And yeah. the older they get, the mm. less control I'll have and the more guidance I will offer mm. if they ask. But they reach a stage where wow. you don't even jump in there and tell them anymore. You want them to come back to you to ask. Mm, and good. I think that yeah, is so what the Heavenly Father yeah. does. You've been a Christian a while and he's going, do you still want to hear what I've got to say? That, scare, that's, that scares me because yeah. this is someone we've laid, he gave his life for us and we've given our life to him. Yet he goes, but I want, I'm a gentleman. Like the Holy Spirit yeah, is gentle. Yes. He'll, he'll always be speaking, always be breathing, bringing you know, his word before you. But that hunger to, to lay hold of God and to, to lean in and to declare what his, his as being ours, those promises, we've got to, uh, we have to seize them by faith. They don't just land on because we're walking along the road. You've got to actually- Totally. Well, we want, we want the God who interrupts. Yes. <laughs> yes, please. And what God wants to be is the God that we want to be with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't want to become an interruption to your life. He wants to journey your life with you. Mm. And I mm. think, you know, the scripture says you have not because you ask not. And for so many people, we just go ahead. Then when it goes a bit pear-shaped, we then come to God with our crisis. Mm. Do you think people know what to ask for, Jeff? That's the, that's the big thing, I think, oh, when they come Michael, to pray. I think every day, pray for? if you were to read my daily journal, I tell you, I reckon four days out of seven, they'll be written in there, Lord, guide me, show me because I don't think you ever get past it. I don't think you're ever going to be that smart, that experienced, that biblically literate, that you're going to be able to go, you know what, I've got this figured out. I reckon for all of us, none of us have been this way before. So it's a matter of coming to God and saying, God, I'm asking for you. I'm not looking for, you know, the story of Balaam's ass, which both of you would know Balaam is a, a false prophet. Well, he's true in his prophecy, but he's, He's been hired to curse the people of Israel. And, uh, you know, on his way back from this where he says, I can't, his donkey sees an angel and stops. And, you know, it ends up that he starts beating the donkey and then all of a sudden the donkey talks, which is a bizarre thing we know. But the point of the whole story is that Balaam, was, Balaam wasn't being led by God. Balaam was, had to be interrupted by God. And I don't want to be the kind of person that God has to hit me with something mm. to get my attention. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Look, yeah. this is so fascinating and I love yeah. talking about this because I think for all of us to dial it back and go, we're all on the same journey. Mm. No matter how long we've been going, you know, every single one of us, you, both, me, we're all still in the place where we're saying, Lord, will you, you know, the the, Psalm 23 verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd. The first thing we're told, not the Lord is my strong deliverer, my great warrior, but he's my shepherd. He leads me. And so I think that's got to be the most precious and special thing that any one of us can have is not a doctrine or a belief or a, uh, some concept of God, but a personal relationship with God. And maybe right now, you know, let me just talk for that. And I'm going to get you both to pray for people here. And you pray as the Holy Spirit prompts you. But, you know, maybe you're a part of this uh, session on Grow. And you say, Jeff, what you're talking about just then absolutely describes me. I know a bit about God. or I think I do. I've had all this upbringing. Maybe you went to church. Maybe you've never gone, but you've kind of heard enough or got your own thoughts. And then all of a sudden you hear that Jesus wants to be that close to you. 
that he says, I'll be your shepherd. And you go, how on earth could that ever happen for me? For some of you, you'd be going, I've sinned too much. You know, I, I can just never, I would never be like that. That wouldn't work. But you know, that would be, of course, if it was dependent on you. If on the other hand, Jesus was to come into your life and start living in you and through you, then all of that becomes not only possible, it becomes absolutely certain. And so I want to pray with you. If you want to give a yes to Jesus and you want to say to him, Lord, would you become my savior? He's the savior of the world. We've just celebrated Easter. Billions of people around the world have stopped and honored the Christ who hung on a cross. But you know, unless he becomes your savior, then it's just another fact of history. No, I know God wants to come into your life. So let me lead you in prayer. Father, thank you for every person that's a part of this GROW session tonight. Thank you for the way you have been leading them. Holy Spirit, you've been gently nudging them and prompting them for some time now. For many of these people, that, that relative of theirs who uh, was a Christian, that person at work who they just knew there was something different about, that TV show or that podcast or this one even that they've stumbled on and now Lord they're going yeah I want to live like that Lord I pray for them as they give their yes to you that you will do everything you've said you'll come into their life and save them just because they're asking you and they're saying yes to you thank you Lord amen now if you want to give your yes to Jesus if you're in Australia then the number up on your screen right there right now, 488 And you can text YES to that. If you're outside of Australia or you'd like to get our help via email, it's yes.metrochurch.org.au. If you're with us on the metrochurch.online platform, then you just click on the yes button. And all that'll happen is that we'll send you every day for 30 days, one scripture, different one every day, a prayer, different every day, because we want to help you get started. There's a lot more things after that if you want to, but you can do it with safety. We won't ask you for your details. We won't ask you for anything. As a matter of fact, we want to be a part of your ongoing journey. And people do this almost every single week. We hear back that people have responded. So I pray you will. But I really want to give opportunity here now for both of you to pray uh, either generally for people, or maybe Lord put someone in your heart that, mm. you know, again, we're not mm. here to you know, put on a show. There's no we're school just, cards being No, no, no. we're just here. We're here again, coming back to what we said before. Have a posture of trust, mm. have a posture of obedience, and have a posture of just saying, God, I'm available. A posture you, of love. First yeah, Corinthians totally. 13, the whole yeah. love chapter, which is recited wow. at weddings, is not about weddings. It's actually about the way we minister yeah. and mm. in the gifts of the Spirit and through prayer to love people. Whoever wants to go first. Oh, Ladies okay. first. Okay. I just felt like there's people out there that have wanted to know God in a, in a way of being filled with his spirit, being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And you've, there's, there's people out there that have just been confused and been, I feel like you've been prayed for by, at church and by uh, people have prayed for you. But um, tonight you've heard some stuff and you've realized that, that God just wants to be your friend. He just wants to be with you. He wants to be near, near you. So God, I, and I feel that if you just pray tonight and just, as I pray for you now, God is going to fill you with his spirit. It's that easy. It's not hard. It's God's desire. So let me just pray for those people. 
Lord, I just thank you for those, for everyone listening, Lord. I just thank you, Jesus. Just, I just pray that you fill them with your Holy Spirit right now in the name of Jesus. I just thank you, Jesus, that you've done that, that it's your desire, that you're there right with them in their home, in their living room, wherever they are, Jesus. You've just, just touched their life. You're touching their life and you're filling them and they just know your presence. I just thank you for it, Lord. It's done in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes, Lord. Amen. It's exactly the same thing I felt for those that have been you know, walking with God at whatever level you feel like you're at. You know that God loves you. You know you're called uh, to be his child, but it's like you feel like you're in the back room, not really entertaining, not enjoying the, the fullness of the, the Christian experience and, and not, not feeling like you're in the center of God's best will for your life. And there's almost a numbness has come upon your Christian experience, it's like you feel like you will only ever be stuck there and you'll always be on the outside, not enjoying the fullness of what God has laid at his table for you. So just right now, just know that God is going to set you free, set you free from the, from the, the no and the, and, the, and the rejection and the feeling closed off. And as you say yes to God, I trust you, Lord, I open up to you. I just know that God's going to refresh your life with him and going to allow the Holy Spirit to become very real every day of your life. Just if we just close your eyes and that's you, just open up your heart, open up your hands right now. I just want to sing this very short phrase over you and just know the Holy Spirit right now, wherever you are, is going to come and refresh you. Say, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be overcome by your presence, Lord. Just fill them now, Lord. Touch them, Holy Spirit. Lead them on to your purposes. Father, thank you. Never let us go. We're going with you. Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I don't know how long we've been going, but that was so much fun. No, it really was. We had I, church. <laughs> I just love that kind of space of bringing it all down to the reality of just mm. your walk with God. Yeah. And there's going to be ups so and downs in all of our lives. There's going to be some days, like Psalm 23 says, you know, he starts off, the Lord is my shepherd. Mm. And I shall not whine. He makes me to lie down in green pastures, leads me beside the still waters and restores my soul. And then verse four comes out of nowhere. Mm. I'm in the valley of the shadow of death. And you go, so there's going to be seasons and we mm. want to help people to mm. keep walking with God. Yes. And so thank you for being a part of Grow With Us here at Metro Church and MetroChurch.online. It's always a joy. If there's any way we can help you, you're always welcome at any of our services, by the way. Uh, here at Beaufort Street in Perth. We'd love to meet you, love to say hi and catch up with you there. But also, if if there's any other way we can help you, contact us, info at metrochurch.org.au, and it'd be our joy to be able to respond to help you. Don't forget that yes text, it's still there for you. We would love to hear you. God bless you. Hope we see you somewhere soon.